Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, hello. Right about now, several of you are still having trouble writing 2022, I suspect. I'm, I'm having that trouble. We're on our way, on our checks. I remember writing a check recently, and I had 2021. It's just ingrained. Just haven't mentally crossed over into 2022, but it's happening. I realize that people who specialize in analyzing numbers can find some some prophetic message that relates to this number. And yet there are others who are not Bible-centered, who find their winning number or whatever. But here we are. Whatever extracurricular application you may choose for this date, January 16, 2022, is here. And I propose to you that Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, has a keen interest in what you do with today. What you do, what I do with today. He called on you expressing that interest yesterday, but you are too busy. Too busy to listen. Too busy for God. No room in your space for God. He's expressing that same interest today. In the book of Hebrews in the Bible, we read these words. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Someone listening is calling out to himself or herself, Recalling a special day, perhaps long ago, when you were convicted of your need for Jesus. You wanted him as Savior and Lord. Your life was in a mess. And you told God that if he brought you through this trouble, or raised you up from that hospital bed, or got you out of jail, you would serve him and obey him. Well, you know, you know the rest of that story. Today... Today, you can stop, look, listen, and fall on your knees, or pull over in your car to the side of the road, and take this opportunity to have a heart-to-heart talk with God. He wants to listen to you. He's willing to accept your repentance and begin by faith a walk with God. Yes, it is January 16, 2022 for some of you. In some cases, you may be listening after this date. But I want to bring you with us in the journey we've been making over the last several weeks, beginning before Christmas, when we spoke about Bethlehem, where the baby Jesus was born. Christmas and the biblical history converge there. And it's a wonderful season. It has divine implications. And so we introduced back in December seven aspects or seven stations of God's redemption plan in the Bible. It began in eternity past 
and will culminate in the glorious day when Jesus truly takes what Isaiah wrote about. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He'll take up that prophecy and execute it in all its detail. So by the way of review, I just want to let you know, if you're joining us for the first time, we've talked about the plan of salvation. And in Second Timothy 1, 9, we have that. It was the subject of God's promise. And that comes from Genesis chapter 3. And then it's the subject of the predictions of the prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, and some of the Psalms. And then the next movement was the preparation. And in that preparation aspect, we have people like John the Baptist, Mary the Virgin, Joseph, her spouse's husband, Caesar's decree that all the people should be taxed and they should return at this time to Jerusalem. And then there was Micah, who 700 years before predicted the birth of the king of kings in Bethlehem. The next big movement in God's plan of redemption, the lost human race, was a grand birthday, the celebration day. Like no other, heaven opened up and the lights shone, a display that Hollywood would be jealous about. But it was God. God taking the power that he had and he lit up this night sky. And notice there was no potentate there. There were no red carpets rolled out down Main Street. But Jesus was born, and shepherds, humble shepherds came and saw this display of displays, this manifestation of glory like no other was, to accomplish our redemption from the consequences of our sin. Jesus had to go through Bethlehem. But it was more than that. He lived a sinless life, chased by the devil, trying to shortcut Calvary, trying at every turn to make Jesus fail and to kill him literally from he was born. But oh, came the time when the next P in our generation of stops comes the performance and the personification. In John's Gospel, chapter 12, we read that some Grecian Believers came and they wanted an audience with Jesus. And his disciples told him. And Jesus used that opportunity to say, The hour has come. My time has come. Back when he was a young man, he demonstrated some of his magnificent power in the temple. When he started this public ministry, his mother wanted him to turn water into wine or wanted this happen. That's what he did. But he said, this is not my time. My time hasn't yet come. But now, but now he says, my time has come. And beginning at John's Gospel, chapter 12, we read them. Great story leading up to Calvary, where our sin debt was paid. All the way to Calvary, he went for me. He went for me. All the way to Calvary, he went for me. He died. He died to set me free. Today, my friend, I urge you, stop and listen to Jesus. 
Ah, yes. Now, the next station in our journey is the proof. The proof. His triumphant resurrection. Please take time to read the full account in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. Read the whole chapter. It's fascinating stuff. Jesus alive and meeting with people after his resurrection. So for now, let's turn to Luke's Gospel and just read the introduction. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre and they entered in and found not the bed, the body of the Lord Jesus. And this goes on to verse 8. And in those seven verses lay the majesty of the miracle of the resurrection, without which the rest of the plan of salvation would have been null and void. He had to go to Calvary, but he had to rise from the dead. It's not possible to overstate the absolute imperative of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. The complete earthly part of the redemption story was authenticated by the fact that Jesus arose. The signature of God was put on the check of the redemption of humanity when Jesus rose from the dead. Listen to me, my friend. The resurrection separates Jesus, our Savior and Lord, from every other religious leader of any kind. We can visit the tombs of Muhammad and Buddha and Confucius and all subsequent professing gods. I'm thinking of the epic Friday, Good Friday sermon of the late great pastor S.M. Lockridge. By the way, those his S.M. he said meant Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge. But he had this great sermon which if you haven't heard, you need to go online and look up. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. Yes, he was saying Good Friday is here, but Sunday, the day of resurrection, is coming. And my friend, it is the resurrection that brings you redemption. Jesus, Paul said, we must preach Jesus and the resurrection. He rose just in time. It says, the first, the first verse of 24 says, He, Jesus, rose in time, the third day after his Calvary experience. It says, some believe it, but I suggest to you, but barely. In the verses that cover that beginning of the story, verses 48, there are instructive examples for Christian practice. Now, we appreciate the fact that the woman came, they brought their spices, their sweet spices, to anoint the body of the Lord Jesus. We must appreciate their devotion. But may I suggest to you respectfully, they came to the wrong place. Why do I say that? Because the angel messenger said it was the wrong place. Look again at verse 5. Verse 6. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. My brother, my sister, my friend, with hungry heart, searching for God, searching for Jesus. He's not where the empty religious ceremonial practices take us. He's not there. He's not in the beads and the altars and the, all this vestment. He is alive and by 
faith, you can embrace him. He wants to have fellowship with you. Today is a good day, a good day to start your walk with the living Jesus. Today is a good day to begin to behave like you are serving a living Savior. Are you ready to shout? This is shouting ground. Oh, I know that it's not dignified. But you know, I'm an old man, yet when I watch my favorite football team kick a winning field goal with only three seconds left, I shout. I think my neighbors must wonder if I'm going crazy. The second observation I make is that they came with the wrong stuff. They came with the wrong offering or sacrifice as objects of worship. Their sweet spices were intended to embalm the dead. Jesus is alive. So, my friend, what does he want from you as a sacrifice? Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. My friend, I see Mother Time has caught up with us. We'll catch, we'll pick up more of this resurrection story next week. Remember, you can pick up this message and all our messages at brickcitypodcast.bossport.com or at our website, harvestinternational.org. God keep you focused on Jesus. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Coming home, coming.